0: The Media Council recently upheld a complaint against the Stuff website involving a report about the Conversion Practices Bill, and I want to take you through this article in the complaint because it shows you just how problematic journalism has become in New Zealand, and this was made very, very obvious in the recent conversion therapy debate. Let's check it out. So in February of this year, Stuff published a story, headed, a parent's suggestion of conversion therapy doubles the risk of suicide self-harm. And it reported that the research and views of Auckland of University researcher and psychologist who had presented the findings of the identify research to the select committee considering the conversion therapy bill. And this academic said he hoped if parents understood the risks of suggesting conversion therapy, they would be less likely to do so. And the story also reported the comments of then National MP, Simon Bridges, who planned to vote against the bill, saying he was in favor of allowing parents to be parents. And he was quoted as saying, quote, reasonable New Zealanders would prefer to talk to their children and take a watchful waiting approach to gender dysphoria and sexuality. Well, the academic from Auckland Uni said he was shocked to hear those comments, as the research showed conversion practices were potentially lethal, and the article point uh, reported that the research showed three percent of the participants in the identify survey had experienced conversion therapy. Four percent were too upset to talk about it, and the academic said the survey conservatively suggested that around one in ten rainbow young people had been impacted by conversion practice. That's ten percent. So yep, three, plus at another four that you somehow managed to include, and that makes 10. Hmm. So a complaint was rightly made to the Media Council about this article, and it raised a number of problems with this report. But just before I cover those though, let me tell you about the research. Uh, And it was an online survey, so targeted at a certain group, not random, and you even got prizes for completing it. Uh, And note that anyone can take the survey. Rainbow, allies, friends, supporters, and even Bob McCoskrey. Yep, to show just how weak some of this research is I actually filled in the form at the time. Uh, And here's my answer to one of the questions just to prove it. But here's the question on conversion therapy. Have you experienced it? Not had it, has it been suggested, but have you experienced it? By whom? There's five options there. And then, do you wish to share anything about your experience? That's it. So, LGBTQ allies, friends, supporters, and Bob Macoskey can write anything they want. Let's make it sound really, really bad. And who's running the survey? Well, according to the Stuff article, one of them is an academic from Auckland University, whose profile on the Auckland Uni website says this. My community work began in 1997 when I founded the university's first queer on-campus support group, which in turn prompted my mixed-methods master's research on suicide risk and resiliency among gay and bisexual men in Aotearoa New Zealand. Having then worked in London and youth development, I returned to Auckland to act as principal investigator on a New Zealand Health Research Council and Lottery's health funded project – a quarter of a million dollars. Exploring how men who have sex with men understood and experienced forced, pressured and unwanted sex. I took this knowledge around sexual violence and fused with a feminist-informed Falcaudian perspective into my role at NetSafe. I worked directly with schools, teachers and students around inclusive education, bullying and digital citizenship and founded and co-directed the Inside Out We All Belong. Yep, Rainbow Youth and Inside Out. Uh, That tells you a lot, because that pushes an extreme sexuality and gender ideology, as we've covered before. Now, other authors include Green MP Elizabeth Carey (laughs) Carey, say no more, and activists from Rainbow Youth Inside Out, and the Transgender Unit at Waikato University. Oh yeah, this is real independent research. So that gives you a quick picture of just how independent this research is, and the agenda behind it. So here's the problem with the articles, and let's quickly go through these. Uh, The complainant raised concerns about the survey methodology, as I've just highlighted, and the fact that survey participants were self-selected, suggesting the research would not pass peer review. And the complainant said the article failed to scrutinize the claims or the research. Regarding the suicide risk increase, the story said the suggestion of conversion therapy was enough to raise suicide risk. But this was not what the research said. The connection was with the actual experience of a conversion practice, according to the self-selected participants, including Bob McCoskey, not just the suggestion of it. And here's the interesting bit. The question asks about conversion therapy over a lifetime, but the suicide question is based on the past 12 months. So the suicide question response may have no connection at all to the so-called conversion therapy. It's dodgy research, I can tell you. The complainant also noted that in the submission to the select committee, this is number three, no reference was made to parents. Rather, it referred to a wide range of people who made conversion therapy suggestions, as I highlighted in that question line. So the reporter started massaging the message, and I think it's possibly to make opponents of the law look bad, because remember, one of the main concerns was about the effect of this law in relation to good and loving parents. Number four, the complainant said that the claim that conservatively one out of 10 rainbow youth had had a conversion experience was inflated and inaccurate. And the academic, the author had taken the 3% who said they had a conversion experience, added 4% who didn't answer the question because apparently it was too upsetting and rounded this up to one in 10. That's very convenient maths. Three plus four equals 10. And it's very convenient rounding, isn't it? Now, number five, the complainant said the online article was unfair to Simon Bridges because it plucked a quote from another media outlet and inserted it into an article about youth suicide and then used it as a basis to criticize Simon Bridges. And the complainant said that Bridges should have been given the opportunity to respond to the academics' criticism of him because Simon Bridges' comment was clearly about gender dysphoria and the medical aspects of treatment. Stuff had even added the words and sexuality when his original comments made no reference to that particular bit. Bridges was talking about watchful waiting for kids who want to change their gender, not conversion therapy. So once again the journalists were starting to invent stuff to push a narrative. Number six, said the article was unbalanced because there was no highlighting of the shortcomings of self-selected surveys, no reporting the concerns of those who submitted against the bill, and no research from other experts on suicide and rainbow youth. For example, research that shows that suicide rates continue even after gender changes, and that suicide rates may be related to some of the other mental illnesses and circumstances going on. Number seven, the complainant said it was irresponsible to exaggerate the prevalence of suicide. And actually, it might exacerbate the vulnerability of transgender adolescents. Stuff's own code of practice even says suicide usually resulted from a complex set of circumstances and was seldom the result of a single event. And that articles should avoid preventing suicide as a method of coping with problems. But remember, this is the narrative that the journalist wanted to push now number eight regarding the headline this was the opinion of the researcher and it should have said that it was what a researcher thought because remember it's certainly not what the research showed but once again it was the narrative that the journalist wanted to push and number nine uh the Mm -hmm. complainant also complained about the hyperlinks in the story which she said gave the impression of fact checking when there was none hyperlinks went to other Stuff articles, not source material. Whew. So, how did Stuff respond to all these complaints? Well, they said that the story did not suggest that being referred for conversion therapy was a single cause of suicide or suicidal thoughts for rainbow youth. But I think, look at the heading. It's simply, it, it's, it's pretty clear. A parent's suggestion of conversion therapy doubles the risk of suicide and self-harm. Unfortunately, the research didn't show that. Now, regarding the massive upgrading of 3% to 10%, Stuff said they'd questioned the author about the figure. He, uh, you know, the three plus four equals 10. Uh, The author suggested that other research informed his belief that there was likely to be under accounting. So he was comfortable with the percentage provided. The reporter apparently had asked whether this further research was available, but was told it would be a PhD-level volume of research. Ooh, And Stuff said, well, this is his opinion as an expert in the field and clearly attributed to him. And Stuff was satisfied by his credibility and his reasonable explanations. Well, (laughs) obviously his credibility and reasoning is not in maths. Now, following com- the complaint Stuff added extra detail to the story explaining a bit more about the 10% figure, uh, I mean the imagined 10% figure. And the Media Council even said that the journalist should have researched this figure more at the time of publication. Uh, methinks the journalist didn't really want to. 1 in 10 sounds dramatic. And Stuff said that the study was conducted by people who all had a vested interest in the integrity of the research. Well, I've already given you the list of authors. Like the journalists, they have a vested interest in pushing a narrative, pushing an agenda. And Stuff admitted that the research had not been peer-reviewed yet. Uh, It was just presented by an academic to the select committee because it pushed the narrative. And so they had to add this qualifier to the story following the complaint. And regarding the hyperlinks, Stuff said they were to provide context and examples of previous reporting, or biased reporting I would add, and so Stuff have added a link to the researchers' select committee submission. Yep, they're doing a lot of amendments to fix this report. And the Media Council agreed that the quote attributed to Simon Bridges was a misinterpretation, a convenient misinterpretation. The Media Council also suggested that stuff didn't need to make the article balanced because it was a long running debate, so they could give balance over time. But uh, as we well know, they didn't give balance over time, and this report that's available on our Family First website proves that down to the point. Now, the Media Council did agree that the title was misleading, so they added the words, says researcher. But the problem is, The statement is still misleading. The title is still misleading. This report and this media complaint, media council complaint, points out that the legacy media were completely and shockingly biased on this public debate, to their shame. And this article is a classic example of it. Unfortunately the damage has been done, the public weren't told the truth during the debate on banning conversion therapy, and then the media wonder why trust in them is rapidly being destroyed. Although, to be honest, I'm not sure which was more troubling and more flawed, the news report or the research.